You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is Thursday, April 29th. The draft starts tonight. I hope you're as excited as I am, but I'm not alone. I've got Ethan Brown, the host of the Locked On Pirates podcast. We're teaming up across the Locked On universes, doing that whole magic right here. But we've got an exciting show. We're going to get you all primed up. We're going to empty all of the top bag questions that were asked about the draft and not answered on the show. And then you'll finally get our picks as far as who we think will get picked in the first round by your Pittsburgh Steelers. And remember, this show is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today and tell them that Locked On sent you. And if you're not subscribed to the Locked On Steelers podcast, do that on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or the audio Odyssey app, formerly known as radio.com. Also, enjoy the show leave us a five-star review with a positive comment doing so both at the same time gets you a shout out at the end of the show let's get into it it's the day of the draft it's here we can finally stop talking about it except for this show we got uh, so much to get into i'm not alone though normally on thursdays this is the time where i sit back i do it by myself and i'm like okay let's let's catch everything up but today we're bringing you a friend from the locked on podcast network it's the host from locked on pirates ethan smith is on the show ethan You've had me on your show, man. It's about time we got you over here. Thanks so much for joining me. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I can't complain. Uh, the Pirates are above 500 at the time of recording. So uh, <laughs> we'll see what happened yesterday. You're talking to us in the future, so we'll already know by then. But I'm excited to see what Pittsburgh does tonight. Not only for Pittsburgh, I'm excited to, I'm excited to see what San Francisco does. I'm excited to see how that pans out for them. I'm excited for a lot of different things. And that's the thing I wanted to talk about with this first segment, right, was – there's so many things that happen on the week of the draft. And it happens every year. But because you, a lot of people, they don't live in this world. They just visit here once a year in April or May. And they are like, oh, this is happening. You forget what happens every single year. And what, what happened at the start of this week is the same thing that happens every start, the start of every NFL draft week. There's all sorts of crazy rumors flying around. This team values this guy. This team values that guy. This person, that person, over here, over there. And then all of a sudden, the wild projections are being thrown out. Like the Steelers might be targeting Trey Sermon in the first round. Y'all have to understand this is how the game works because teams don't want the, 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 you know, other teams preying on them and they, everyone pays attention to what the news is. There's going to be all sorts of smoke screens and fake stories and fake leads and fake sources that are thrown out there to make it harder for people to see what's actually going to happen. And that's just part of the game. And that's where your common sense has to click in and realize that's not that one's not real. Like, there's no way the Steelers pick Kyle Trask in the first round. I don't care what anybody says or how many times you tweet it. That's just not real. Nope. And the fact, too, that they're saying, oh, we value him over the top five quarterbacks. They're really just throwing a smoke screen as if Mac Jones drops. Yeah. They're going to be like, oh, well, the Steelers like him. So we'll just like keep letting him drop and drop and drop. And maybe the Steelers will pass on him. And that's not going to happen. Or you bait other teams into trading in front of you for him exactly when the whole time you just want this other guy that none of them even cared about exactly that's the game inside the game 
Right. And that's the other aspect of it. It's not just about who who might they affect your pick. It's about what other trades you might be able to entice and not just to trade above you or below you. It's to trade with you. Like, you know, there, there's a legit chance. I still think the Saints at 28 might be get antsy if Caleb Farley falls to 24. They might say, look, we need another cornerback. Caleb Farley is sitting there at 24. The Browns need another quarterback. They're picking, I think, at 26. Mm-hmm. we got to get ahead of those guys. So let's trade, let's give the Steelers our second round pick or a third round pick or whatever. Let's get, let's find some. And then it's like, Hey, we won the day because we sold them on who on these, these artificial values that don't mean anything to us when really we want to get this guy over here. And maybe that's Najee Harris. Maybe that's Saban Collins. Maybe that's Travis ATN. You and I don't know, Ethan, but that's the thing we acknowledge. We don't know. We're not trying to be act like we're the brainiacs that, Oh, we know who the Steelers are going to pick. Just like what everybody keeps trying to predict that like the 49ers have it narrowed down to Trey Lance and Mac Jones. Do you really know that? Or is somebody just telling you that? Because as far as I'm concerned, and I read this from Adam Schefter, who actually knows this stuff, they've had multiple meetings with every single quarterback, not named Trevor Lawrence, because not even really everybody knows what the jets are going to do it too. I agree. I mean, they keep saying Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson. And this is my argument to that. Not to get into this, but this is my argument to that. You're fine. What has Justin Fields done to say that he's not as good as Zach Wilson was? Yeah. I didn't see Zach Wilson winning a college football semifinal this past year. Nope. That, that, that's just where I'm at with it. I've already said – I even think Justin Fields is better than Trevor Lawrence, but I'm, that's my hot see, take. But see, now, that's, see, that's, that's the, the, the dark horse – uh, of this uh, of this NFL draft is that Justin Fields the whole time is better than Trevor Lawrence and you're not the first person to say that you know I've talked to a lot of NFL analysts John Ledyard a guy that used to host this podcast and and his dude's work dude's work does work for Pewter Report and has come on this show uh you know quite often he said like you know I I feel like Justin Fields is better than Trevor Lawrence I'm not in the Trevor Lawrence hype train but I understand why why Clemson why uh why the Jaguars can't pa- pass over the Clemson quarterback but here's my thing Ryan Clark and Bomani Jones are two ESPN guys who have said th- something that's accurate. Ryan Clark said it uh, on Wednesday morning. You know, he said, when Kyle Shanahan says that we recently found out some things that changed our evaluation. No, you didn't. What did you find out? You know, you've been watching them play. You know who they are by now. That That is a smokescreen to make, further confuse and conflate other teams and uh, and, co- and cover up what you're actually doing. And Bomani Jones brought up, he says, Kyle Shanahan, either you are a legit genius and you are, and this is a smoke street, or you're an idiot. And I, like, I don't think this guy's an idiot. You know, Bomani Jones said, this is, this. when you say tr- Mac Jones and you keep pumping up Mac Jones, you're trying to make it so that someone else bites at Mac Jones or, so, or you know, or someone else and, and that Justin Fields falls to you. That has to be the plan. Cause I'm sorry. I don't see, I keep, Mac Jones is Jimmy Garoppolo Jr. And, yep. I, you know, and that doesn't mean he's bad. But that's not someone you trade three picks, three first round picks for, and then draft third overall, unless you're the Bears with Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. And then it's also the fact, too, that why would you draft Jimmy Garoppolo Jr. when you already have Jimmy Garoppolo? Exactly. Like, that's where I'm at with it, too. And I've also said this, and I'll go on record on the Locked On Steelers podcast and saying it, and I've gone on record with other people saying it. Whatever quarterback gets drafted at number three is going to have the best career because they're going to have the best coaching, they're mm. going to have the best weapons, and they're going to have the best like surrounding cast that they can have in San Francisco. I've said that for three months now. Like, I, well, not three months, three weeks because like they traded. It up. feels but, like it, man. <laughs> yeah, it feels like three months. But I've said that, and I'll say it again. Like Trevor Lawrence is going to do phenomenal in Jacksonville, but 
I still don't think he's going to have as good as a career of whatever quarterback gets drafted to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Maybe and, even be at Mac Jones. And maybe it is, but here's the other thing. If even if, 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 if there's also the chance, what if a guy goes to the Patriots at 15? You know, like, you know, does with all the weapons they loaded up on, would they stand a better chance? Maybe. I, I think those are very good points by you there, Ethan. We got to throw it to a, a quick break. When we come back, I want to get to a lot of your draft topic bag questions. We've we've had some that I haven't been able to get to. We're going to empty out the, the topic bag of all NFL draft questions and answer them right in this next segment. But first, a word from our sponsors at Wealthfront. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy, and they have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. They'll even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax-loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. And best of all, it's all automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNFL. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNFL to start growing your savings. Again, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNFL to get started today. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, with the host of the Locked On Pirates, Ethan Smith. Now... Ethan, we do the locked on uh, the locked on topic bag here. Where if you are a listener and you want your questions heard on the show, you just send an email to lo Steelers topic bag at gmail.com. That's lo for locked on Steelers topic bag at gmail.com. You you just throw your name in there. Make sure you throw your question in, and I'll get to it here on the show. We've had a few draft questions I haven't been able to get to. We're gonna empty it out right here. You ready, Ethan? Yes, sir. All right. First question here is that is from Brady Bingman who asks about Talanoa Hufanga and he brings up, he's like, Hey, this guy, he went to USC. He parallels Detroit Polamalu in a lot of ways. NFL network had a spot talking about how he was training with Troy this season. And he's like, with this guy invested, shouldn't there be a, be a, shouldn't the Steelers be taking a longer look at this guy? And do you think having a, you know, Troy invested in him someday in somebody could be something the Steelers look at and say, Hey, maybe we should double back on this guy. Uh, you know, he's he this is the guy that Brady Bingman is uh, pounding the table for. And listen, I get it. I like Talanoa Hufanga, but he's a third round guy. Like he's not a yeah. he's, first of all, the only safety I would even touch in the in the in the, uh, in the in the first round this year is Trayvon Mowry. And that's just not who the Steelers are going after. But Ethan, I think you could agree with me that the Steelers could use depth at safety. And the third round is a nice sweet spot because you can address the offensive line and the running back in the first two picks, whatever order you do it there, you could do it there in the third round. That's when you start saying, Hey, let's go defense. Yep. And I mean, I think that's probably going to be their game plan too, is like, they're not, I I will say this. They're not drafting a quarterback with any of these picks. Don't worry about it. They're going to address other needs. And when you lost guys, like, I mean, even just corners in general, like Mike Hilton, Steven Nelson and stuff, sometimes that, that extra safety to help is a good thing to have because you might you, – you can pretty much say it, your corner staff got a little worse, but if you have better safeties and good safety depth behind it, that's going to help them out a lot. 
and a good guy behind Terrell Edmonds, I think he could be that for them. Like any, like any good safety, like decent safety, third or fourth round could be a good guy behind a Minka Fitzpatrick and a Terrell Edmonds, especially if you can utilize them at both free safety and strong safety, you never know. And I think the Steelers could really consider that as well as considering inside linebacker after Devin Bush went down last year, you saw how the defense kind of fell a little bit. And edge rush help again. I mean, you lost Bud Dupree. Alex Highsmith is a good player, but you still need depth at that position as well. You saw it happen last year with him as well. Bud Dupree went out for the year. So I think the Steelers are definitely going to look at defense in the later rounds, but I wouldn't expect it too much unless the perfect player falls like in the first or the second round. I agree with you there. Rolling forward, because, again, we want to get to all the different questions within our time limits here. We're going to go to one of our guys, Scott Pavel. Now, if you don't know who Scott Pavel is, he's dropped the hammer on uh, behind the steel curtain message boards from way back in the day. Uh, but he writs for uh, for uh, the, the Steelers Depot. Uh, he does a lot of great draft work. He's been analyzing NFL drafts and doing big boards for years. So do check him out. He's also in the Locked on Steelers Facebook group um, that you could talk to him there. Now, uh, he asks his general questions about – the uh about the center position and asking if this is the year like, like if this is the year where you can get a guy who'll be a, a center for the next decade why not get it and I feel Scott's point here because Landon Dickerson looks like he could be the guy if he's healthy like I, I do like Landon Dickerson as, as a guy like that but I'm sorry I, I I still I still look at these guys and I'm like I'm not sure any of these guys are first round dudes. When I look at their tape, you know, Landon Dick if Landon Dickerson was never like if he had, if he was clean all through college years, okay, first round dude, that that's a different story. But with those red flags, I'm sorry, I, your first round pick, I need to know that that guy is going to be available uh, week one through week seventeen, or at least have a good shot of it. But if you're if you're if you've been hurt a lot, that makes me think like, eh, if you're around in the second round, I'll be interested. Yeah. And I completely agree. And one guy, too, that I would even mention, at, I wouldn't say he's, like, better than Dickerson, but he'd be very serviceable, and he could probably get him round three or round four, Josh Myers, Ohio State. Mm. Keep that name in your head. The center for Ohio State, he was the center there for pretty much the entire time of his tenure. But, yeah, I, I agree with you on the Dickerson thing. If he was completely healthy, I'd have no problem with the Steelers drafting him at 24, but – with those health concerns, especially if you have ETN and Harris and maybe even another player you like on the board at 24, I still think you wait. I agree there. Um, my my guy, if I'm waiting to the waiting to later, is Quinn Miners. I, I like him out of Wisconsin Whitewater. A great story. Seems like a great dude, hard hitter, all the things. Now, um, next question comes from uh, Felix Nordison. I apologize if I messed up your last name there, Felix. It was not intentional. Um, but he's, uh, he, he says, uh, I agree that the interior offensive line will be crucial to next year's success, but uh, do you see us taking a pure guard? Uh, maybe, Felix, but not early on. Like I, I like Elijah Vera Tucker, but you got Kevin Dotson and David DeCastro. You don't need to draft another, uh, you know, a guy who's getting the first round for that. But I do think there's guys like Deontay Brown who does play a little bit of center, there's guys you can draft later at guard and get and get that kind of guy. But honestly, this year, with some of the centers that are available, a lot of centers can play guard. And if they're getting a center later in the in the draft, it just makes sense. Get a center, and then if he's not your starter, then he's your first backup at the guard position. And Ethan, that just makes sense to me. Yeah, it does. And, I mean, you brought up B.J. Finney as well as a potential option that if they choose a center and he yeah. beats out B.J. Finney, it's kind of a win-win because at that point, either B.J. Finney or the draft pick is your backup guard. And then, especially if you take care of the tackle position as well in round one or round two, 
then you really don't have a lot to worry about because you have a new rookie offensive tackle that can take, like, hopefully do really well. And then your entire interior offensive line has a lot of places where you can do a lot of different things, even if guys go down with injury. Agreed. And I apologize. It was Kendrick Green from Illinois, not Kendrick Brown. I'm mixing him and Deontay Brown, but also Trey Smith from Tennessee, Trey Hill from Georgia. All of those guys, I think, could address could be addressed later in the in the draft. Thank you, Felix, for your question. Moving right along, we got Larry Rosenthal, who asks, uh, first, he says he loves the show. Thank you, Larry. Really appreciate you. But he says, if the, all these running backs who could fall, who the Steelers could hope for to fall 24 so great, why won't other teams scoop them up? Um, hey, listen. I get that there's uh, also, he mentioned that he's the thousandth member of, he was the thousandth member of the Facebook group. So thank you for doing that, Larry Rose Roseville. But um, listen, I get the idea that there might be other teams other than that, that pass on these guys. I'm not saying that these guys are worth 10th overall picks. I'm saying that when you get to the twenties, that's where I start valuing these guys. And the reason I, I pass on, cause I do agree with the sentiment. I would not draft a running back. If I'm in the top five, top 10 of an NFL draft, because if that happened, that means I got to address a thousand other issues. Either I need a franchise quarterback or a whole new offensive line or a whole new defensive line and a top cornerback and a top safety. But guess what, Ethan, you know it. They got TJ Watt, Mika Fitzpatrick. They got Devin Bush. They got Terrell Edmonds, Cam Hayward, Stephon Tewitt, Ben Roethlisberger, Chase Claypool. Down the line, they've got they've got a ton of pieces. Do they have holes? Yes, but their holes are not like the situations of these other teams, like the Jaguars and and the and the Panthers and these teams that they need to address several positions before they can consider competing. And that's why it's okay to take a running back later in the draft. Yeah, and that's where um, one team that, like, everybody kind of is scared of is a team that picks right before us in the New York Jets. Is they're like, oh, well, the Jets could go ETN or, like, or Paris because they need a running back. But why would they do that when they address their quarterback at two? You address another major need at 23, and then you address that maybe with your first pick in the second round because the Jets have a lot of draft capital. So they're not going to take a running back, I don't think, at 23. I don't think the Dolphins do it at 18 either. I've seen the Najee Harris at 18, the Reed Perra with Tua hype. I don't think they take him that early either. They need an edge rusher. They need some help at linebacker. They need help on their offensive line. So that it's it, like you said, that's kind of where it gets into is they have so many other needs that the Steelers don't have. Exactly. And that's, that's where I, I run into some confirmation. All right, last mailbag draft question here. Comes from Suleiman Jelani. Thank you for your email, Suleiman. Um, says, love the show. Let's do it every morning on the way to work. Thank you very much. And loves the variety of guests. But do you see the Steelers doubling up on any position? Could you see maybe a slot or an outside corner drafted or maybe two edge rushers or tackles as there seems to be a little depth behind Watt or a little depth behind Watt and Highsmith as well as Banner and Chooks. Thank you for your hard work and delivering on a great show. Thank you, Suleiman Jelani. Uh, so, okay, quick hit here before we hit our break. I do think edge rusher could be the place they double up. Now, I don't think it's a double up early on. I think it's like a, hey, third or fourth round, get an edge rusher, sixth or seventh round, get another one. I also think inside linebacker could be that if they get a Zayvon Collins early or if they get like a Cameron McGrone and then later on they get Justin Hill. You're like, yeah, let's double up on that. So there's that position. Um, edge rusher, I think less, maybe offensive tackle, maybe, but I, I don't see that as much. Um, I could see center. Because like we we're talking about getting a guard, they could get a center in the in the second round and then double back and get you like a Michael Manette or a Jimmy Morrissey in the sixth round if they're if they're sitting there. Yeah, and it's very possible they do that as well. And especially at the corner position, too, when you lost Nelson and Mike Hilton and we don't know what's going on with Justin Lane right now. So, I mean, you could double up there, but I, it wouldn't surprise me, especially with the fact that they have those two fourth round picks, 128 and 140. 
I think they could use that first one as like a need. And then the next one, that's where you might see the double up. And then late, in the, like, especially because they don't have a pick in the fifth round, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yes, you're correct. So I'm thinking the sixth and the seventh would where is where you would see them probably say, okay, well, we've already had one edge rusher, but why not get another one just in mm-hmm. case? And I think corners just like that as well. Um, I've been advocating for Sean Wade as a slot, a big nickel or a slot guy. Uh, and then I, I would have no problem with them going back and getting another corner in the sixth or seventh round because you can always use depth at those positions and they help on special teams. We're going to take one more quick break. When we come back, our picks, this is it. We are, Ethan and I are declaring this will be the Steelers' first round pick. Find out who they are after we talk to our friends at betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag, the only place that we trust here in the Lockdown Podcast Network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to BetOnline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters and all one word. And that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL is done. But you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. LOCKEDON. All capital letters, all one words. To get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Best of all... Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, locked on in their how did you hear about us section so that they can know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host with Chris Carter. We're here with the host of Locked On Pirates, Ethan Smith. Ethan, I want to give you the chance to get to, to let Steeler Nation know who you think the first round pick should be for the Steelers. Give us the person who you think it is, the you know why you think they're a fit, and why you think they'll fall to them. So I think that it's going to be Najee Harris purely off of the idea that the Steelers need a running back after losing James Conner. Betty Snell's not bad, but he's not going to be able to carry that workload. And close your eyes for a second, Chris, and imagine the perfect Steelers linebacker running back and what he looks like. And when you say 6'3", 220, can run guys over, I mean, has catching ability, kind of reminds me of Le'Veon Bell a little bit. That's why I think the, I, that's why I think the Steelers just do it. I know it'll maybe get some flack away from like some fans in Pittsburgh. Like why, why are we taking a running back when we need an offensive tackle or why are we doing this instead of this? 
And I think that's what happens. I think that's what they will do. I think that's what they should do unless something crazy happens. Like what I saw on pro football focus today, which had Trey Lance falling to 24, not happening. Yeah. I just don't see it, but I think they draft Najee Harris at 24 tomorrow and he wears 22. Listen, I just, I have to say, anyone who listens to this podcast know who I've been advocating for. I've been advocating for Najee Harris for so long. I've been saying this guy, even during the college season, I'm like, man, that guy just looks, looks like, it. like you said, he, he doesn't just run through you. He stiff arms you. He jumps over you. And his, not even when you dive to get low, he's cleared six foot one cornerbacks without, with, with them standing straight up. Like he's hurdled them. He spins, he spins around them. He figures out the whole, his vision is unparalleled in this NFL draft class. And he catches the ball. He doesn't just catch the ball out the backfield, like on a screen. He lines up as a wide receiver, catches the ball away from his body, snags it in coverage, and then keeps running with it. He is the full package of running back. Now, are there other positions that could work? Yes, absolutely. It, it, you know, could he be? Go, you, will he get a second contract with the Steelers? Maybe. Who knows? But for the next four to five years, you put that guy in this offense. I think it dynamically changes how they work. I think you get Ben Roethlisberger a balanced offense. He feels like giving to Najee Harris, and I think Najee Harris, all those third and ones and fourth and ones, the Lions still may not win win as many of those battles. But I think Najee Harris finds a way to win them. There's plenty of those times, Ethan, over the years. Le'Veon Bell, the line didn't blow somebody up, blow up, you know, the uh, the the opposing line. Le'Veon just found a way to make it work, and that's the kind of guy I see Najee Harris. Is and on top of that, Ethan, Adam Schefter. When he asked Najee Harris, who's the, who's your favorite team that you talked to? Who's the favorite coach? He said, Mike Tomlin. But it wasn't even a hesitant. He was like, it's Mike Tomlin. Stephen A. Smith is, it went and told Najee Harris, hey, you're, you are a Steelers running back. You're the guy. Jeremy Fowler just said Wednesday, he's like, if I had to pick somebody, it's going to be Najee Harris. It just, all the signs point to this being a fit. Now, granted, the Jets or the Dolphins could take him and that could ruin this whole thing. And they, they, they come up with a different plan. But if he's sitting there at 24, Unless Justin Fields or someone else crazy is sitting there next to him, I just don't see how they pass on him. Yep, neither do I. And that's like, let's, uh, especially if a quarterback was there, though, like, don't make the same mistake you made with letting Lamar Jackson go. Cause I still yeah. was a big advocate of drafting Lamar Jackson that year when he fell. Listen, listen man, I had a whole, I, I had Dave Damashek on on Monday and off air, we talked about, I told him my, what if that I've told Tony Serino, a lot of people, what if the Steelers had drafted Lamar Jackson in the first round, even if you don't use him, you just keep him from the Ravens. That means the Steelers make the playoffs and win the division in 2018. Antonio Brown doesn't blow up. John Harbaugh gets fired 2019. Even when Ben gets hurt, Lamar plays, you make the playoffs that year. Cause the only thing that was in your way was the Ravens that year. That means you would have been in the playoffs for six years. Cause you would have made it from, from what 2014, all the way through 2020 so seven seasons that's like that that is that that is a big what if but we're not talking about the what ifs right now of the past we're talking about the what ifs of tonight in the first round of the nfl draft this is a huge time you know tony serena says all the time our our, our former co-host here he's like hey this is the super bowl of the offseason there's a ton of ways to win it we will be all on it here on the locked on steelers podcast but i'd like for y'all to help my mans out here ethan smith First of all, Ethan, let people know where they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Well, of course, you can follow me at Locked On Pirates. That is the uh, page for the podcast. You can also follow me on Twitter at MVP underscore Ethan. The Ethan part is spelled like E or capital, lowercase capital, lowercase capital. Um, I also do independent blog work for ESS Sports Talk. I hope that's like kind of a good name. I haven't really, I've thought about changing it, but I've like kept with it. 
that's where you can find my work. Awesome. And, and do check him out. The host of the Locked On Pirates pod, uh, podcast. And if you're a Pittsburgh fan, if you're a Pittsburgh fan, the Pirates have a winning record right now. Like you said, as of recording this episode. Um, as you're recording this episode, breaking news from Adam Schefter, by the way. Yes, I saw. Non-Steelers related, but yes, Teddy Bridgewater is a Denver Bronco. Yeah, I, I don't think that changes their, their, their starting quarterback plans. They, they gave up a sixth-round pick for him, wow. but he'd be a good veteran to have in the background, I think, for that room. But again, check out Ethan. He's on the Lockdown Pirates. The Pirates are 12-11 and 11 at the time they're recording this podcast. I never thought they'd have a chance at a winning record outside of the first four games of the season. So yeah. that that's awesome. If you're a Pittsburgh fan, go check him out. Subscribe to him. Also, subscribe here at the Lockdown Steelers podcast. You can do both on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and of course, the Odyssey app, formerly known as Radio.com. Rate us five stars. Leave us a positive comment. When you do, you get a shout-out at the end of the show. Thanks so much for, ever, for all the topic bag questions for everyone who's been with us. I'll be with y'all late tonight, Thursday night, going into Friday morning. It's going to be a long day, but we're going to get through it together right here at the Lockdown Steelers Podcast.